Hi guys, this is Mike Sass from Gen Con 2016. I'm an artist for Hearthstone, Bioware, and Magic, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Woo-hoo! Brought to you by Good Games. Matt loves clouds, Jamie loves sunshine, but I love sky, and you might too, listener. Gather your cult of kilt kelts and forge a fort of fertility. If your farm has more Apple Macs than half its time on a Scottish orchard, you'll be collecting VPs like a urinal at an energy drink festival. But whether you're placing tiles or tasering piles, you won't sit still until you've grown from chieftain to king. Come walk with me down the aisle. This is Sevenland Hand. Isle of Sky is a tile placement bidding Eurogamer from a bunch of different publishers, but uh, Mayfair is on the box for Mayfair's hours, right? Hours, yeah. uh, it was released in 2015 and was designed by mathematical madmen Andreas Pelican and Alexander Pfister. It's a game for two to five players with 30 to five. 30 to 50 minutes stashed in their sporans. It's hugely regarded and won the 2016 Kennespiel de Jazz, de Jazz oh, and the 2016 terrible. UK Games Expo Best Board Game Prizes. Uh, the game's elevator pitch, which I've translated from German and like, edited it around a little bit, thanks Google, it goes as follows. The Isle of Skye is considered one of the most beautiful landscapes in the world. The soft, sandy beaches, gentle hillsides, and impressive mountains are breathtaking to all. In this game, the players embody the leader of one of five traditional clans. The players create their own small empire to gain victory points. Each game is unique due to the use of random selection of objective tiles. This mechanic promotes the use of different tactics and strategies from game to game. As always, one disclaimer before we proceed, neither Andreas Pelican or Alexander Fister are actually madmen. Andreas, however, did endure the entire month of August 2015 without making a Fister joke at his colleague's expense. <laughs> and I believe it was replicated because, um, equally, Alexander didn't make any Pelican flamingo jokes. Uh, you know, no bird-related Sounds like they've humor. got a good collaboration going. Oh, it's only one month a year. <laughs> Uh, but what does all this mean to gamers? In the pod today, I have the usual titans of tartan, uh, Matt. M- M- this is tough. This is tough. There's actually a, a clan called MacNakale, and your name is Matt McHale. Yeah, it's better than Matt. MacNakale McHale. I've been called Matt McPhail a number of times. Oh. That didn't sit well. Well, you know, you hauled yourself out of the mire. <laughs> I did. Welcome, Matt. Good to have you on board. And, and Jamie McLawrence. That was just going to be the standard thing, Jamie. Everyone's going to have muck, but Matt brought his own. <laughs> I'm, I'm down with being a muck for tonight. A, a, How a would it be if Batman's nem- arch nemesis was the pelican instead of the penguin? Oh, yeah. Pelican with a K as well. Just imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pow, that's dynamic. <laughs> would he use canes instead of umbrellas for the K? I don't know. A pelican. He'd have very skinny, tight. He'd, have, he'd wear those straight leg tight, tight jeans. Oh, no, they don't have long legs. I'm thinking flamingos myself yeah. now. Either, either way, it'd still be pretty fishy. Pelican. <laughs> big big jowls. Big ones. Big jowls. Anyway, gentlemen, what have you been doing inside your uh, different um, worlds of Scottishness uh, and building of clans this month? Absolutely nothing to do with Scotland at all. Nothing? Nothing at all, unless you consider you know, playing Isle of Skye. But uh, I've been assembling bolt-action miniatures... For uh, getting in preparation for jumping into uh, assembling of, or painting or just uh, assembling? just assembling and basing at the base coating at the moment. Are you going to grace us with any photos on? Like, I will a mini once album I, on once I start page? some painting. Yeah, yeah, I will. So they come yeah. in. They come with Show arms off. 
They are um, they're, they're fully modular. Yeah. So let's go. However, when I say fully modular, if you don't put the right combination of weapons and and uh, poses, then they look total rubbish. Oh, okay. so, so it can go wrong. It can go very wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. so can you click them together and go? Yeah, that looks about right. Before you commit with the super glue. No. Uh, oh so you, well. You got to kind of go for it. If you use tack. No, they've they've cleverly uh, they've cleverly labelled each of the sprues with numbers. And they've given you a nice cue card so you can go through and find the corresponding legs that match with the corresponding oh, you got to put body. the legs on as well. Well, actually, only for the kneeling down characters, but yeah. for the most part, they're one-piece bodies. Yeah. Uh, match the corresponding arms with a, cor- with a head that you, you know, you can choose whatever head you want. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then you've got to match it with a corresponding dirty, weapon. Dirty joke you just turned up. So let's go. move on. Let's move on. The, uh, <laughs> the great thing is... is Certain weapons only fit with certain arm configurations. Otherwise, they can't hold them. They sort of jut out at funny positions. And, uh, yeah, they look garbage. But I've got them base sprayed now, and they look really good. They're not table ready, of course, but uh, well, get they will us, be. Get, start getting the album ready because we want to see what, what it would yeah. be better if we saw what they started as. Well, Dan's going to be my arch nemesis. He's, uh, he's putting together Germans, and he started painting already. Uh, so well, as you know, we only have a 40-second limit for this sort of thing. So, Jamie, uh, yeah. what <laughs> what else have you been up to? I mean, there's some... Well, while we're talking about games and miniatures, yeah. uh, I just got back from... Tonight was the first night of Heroclix Nationals. Uh, <laughs> That's still at, a uh, game? Down at my local, Good Games Hurstville. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, haven't played, I haven't been able to play Heroclix for years. Like, I've, I've been there running the tournaments. So this is the first time that I've ever actually gotten to jump in and actually play in a nationals tournament. It's so okay. cool. Yeah. It's so good to actually go and I didn't play know a I didn't know you had this in the, in your locker. <laughs> oh, was that sorry? I didn't know you had uh, hero cl- hero click hero clicks in your locker. I didn't know it was something you oh, did. Yeah. I uh, I've been collecting on and off for probably about 10 years. Um, I used to get them at the comic store and uh, and then when I got a game store in I can. Mm. Do you ever have the Hellboy? I saw I saw a Hellboy one once on a on a packet. Yeah, there's some cool Hellboy ones. Oh, there's more than one. Oh. <laughs> they're the nicest yeah. sculpts. Like considering that they're effectively tiny little statues. Yeah, they're really good sculpts, and and they have to be use of different coloured plastics and things, and yeah, just it's a really nice miniature. Well, they have to be pretty hardcore as well, because if you're grabbing them and twisting them to click them from strength to, well, lower strength, don't they? So they have to be of a particular good design. That's right. They're generally pretty tough around the base. Yeah. Yeah, I found that too. Well, I, you, know, you know what, gentlemen? I completely missed Twin Peaks back in the day. And then there's been a bit of a push of late, because there's a season three, I think, is coming out. And, oh. Um, and so... I said to my wife, "Wish maybe we should watch um, Twin Peaks," and she goes, "I never, I've never seen it." And no. it's like, "Wow, I never saw it ever myself." So we, we've been sitting down and watching that. And, is, it, um, is it out now? Is it? I the it was the season three might be about to start. We're doing the season one and two from back in the nineties. Oh, never right. saw a single thing. Um, it's it's kind of a bizarre ride. I mean, I guess this is like so oldest news, but yeah. it's it's a bizarre ride because you think. Is this show taking the piss out of daytime television? Has it got that much insight? And if not, this is am I just watching shit? The only thing that you can only thing that you know that you're in good hands with is because David Lynch is directing it. <laughs> so you think, no, he's probably it's probably is self aware, but my God, there's some stuff like even the 
Oh, what is it? I think they keep flashing to like a day- daytime TV romance spoof, which is called Invitation to Love on the screen. And it's on all the time. I know I, I watched, I think I watched most of the first season. Yeah. And uh, and then you were out. Oh, no. I mean, I was too young. I was really it was hard I was to too catch TV to back to then, understand. wasn't it? It was like it was yeah. one of those shows that it had been on, and maybe three or four episodes had gone by. And back yeah. in the day, if you'd missed three or four episodes, you go, "Well, that's it. I'm out." But like, it was always a late night thing. I remember um, yeah. on uh, GWN. Jeez, it was, it was yeah, Golden West Network. It was uh, <laughs> uh, it was a late night thing, so it was always on around usually around about. Oh, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, because it was it filled the same slot as shows like Millennium used to, with uh, Lance Henriksen and things like that. Those those really sort of fringe shows that hmm. did had cult followings, but not real big. You know, anyway, if you if if you think I really it, got into it because it was like a for me it was like a second rate X Files. Yeah, yeah, well, no, well, no, no, no spoilers or anything, but there's no nothing spooky going on. Everyone's just kind of bizarre. You can definitely see if it, I think it came out before Fargo. You could, de- my wife and I were saying, you could oh, definitely yeah. see that this has inspired Fargo because it's that oh, yeah. uh, you know small community out in the way of in middle of nowhere, and they're all acting kind of a bit bizarre. But winner of everyone is Agent Cooper. He's friggin' genius. <laughs> he rides above the lot of them. That is, I thought it was fantastic. more like uh, Northern Exposure. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that well. yeah, that's again. Yeah. That's same, we were talking time. about that. We were going, what the hell? Yeah. That was out as well, wasn't it? But um, what else have you got? Netflix. Uh, what I've oh, been watching. Netflix, Netflix update. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, because I'm running uh, Deadlands RPG at the moment at oh. the store. Uh, I've been watching The Pinkertons, which okay. is uh, kind of a uh, dare I say it, Miss Marple crime thingy. I watched the Blutertons, but they change it to, they call it now the Smurfs, <laughs> is what they call it. But the, the Pinkertons, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, Pinkertons are this uh, detective agency, uh, security agency over in, uh, they, out of Chicago. Right. Back in the, the day. In the West. Yeah. So well, well, they went the West. It's in the middle, isn't it? But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the original detectives. That's it. They are, yeah, right in there with Abraham Lincoln and that. And they... Oh, the uh, vampire kill, yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, they were hunting vampires and things back in the day. I think that's total garbage. Uh, but anyway, so I've been watching no, no, the Pinkertons. He, he killed vampires. I've seen the documentary. <laughs> the, oh, that true true life documentary, was it? Yeah, it was on at the movies. I must have missed that. It was called um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. You know, they used to do Hunter. documentaries oh. at movies. They don't do it so much anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Pinkertons, so I'm watching that. And But the, the hot number, my hot yeah. <clears throat> ticket... Tip is Matt McHale, tip of the week on uh, Netflix. Is an anime called I'm out. Blame or Blame. It looks like Blame, but does it have I, an I accent it. over the E? It, oh, oh, is it, is it just the it letters? has an exclamation mark? Is at it the just end? the letters B L A M E, Matt? <laughs> With an exclamation mark at so the end. Blame! 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 Yeah. <laughs> is, what, is what it's called. <laughs> Which is really, it, it hooked me. It's got an awesome soundtrack. And um, it's very atmospheric. City's gone. Uh, the world has gone to hell. And uh, self-replicating machines now run everything. Humans have all but disappeared. Uh, there are still a few around, but uh, but they're actually like androids are the humans. So it's really quite strange. Oh, and, they're, and they're worried about the humans knocking around the place. Well, they're worried right. about the the robots. The humans are the original controllers, right, of all yeah. this technology. And uh, they sort of disappeared, but uh, they've 
resurfaced. Yeah. And uh, the people who you would think are humans. As they do. We're like cockroaches, humans. They get everywhere. Well, it's kind of strange. <laughs> but the, the kind of, the humans that are running around uh, don't refer to themselves as humans. They refer to themselves as, I don't know. Pinkertons. Uh, an, ev- an evolutionary step or something like that. But they don't refer to themselves as humans. It's the androids they refer to as humans. So it, it kind of, I, I, th- I guess it's in my mind because... You dozed uh, off while you're watching, watching this, um, <laughs> uh, What is it? Blade Runner 2047 is... Uh, 2097? 2047. Is uh, yeah. out? No. Soon. It no, not yet. It's coming soon. Is out yeah. soon. So that's what sort of put it into my mind. And uh, it was really very well put together. It was... Uh, my, the main thing I liked was the soundtrack and the theme mm. and, and the, the thematic Ooh. music. It was really, really. Uh, You've reminded switched. me of something as you, as you tell a story. But, I'll, um, I'll find it while maybe, maybe Jamie's got some more. Uh, that's what working. I've been watching. What, what have you been up to as well, Jamie? Anything else? Um, look, it's been pretty busy. I organised this. I organised a conference for all the good games owners and managers to go to, which has sucked up a lot of my time. But I'll tell you, it made my week in geek. Like hanging out with people who run game stores. It's yeah. so much fun. That's pretty geeky. Well, you know, Aaron and I were there, resplendent in our Sevenland hand uh, new uh, oh, hockey jerseys. The, yes, yeah, we're rocking jerseys. that. That Those sadly, just so cool. News and, and look, one yeah. of the other nice things was we we held it in the Hunter Valley, so yeah. everyone got to have uh, you know go around and visit some wineries and be a bit of a tourist. Yeah, and I found a perfect red to go <laughs> with my seventh C game, which uh, which I've been running for the last few weeks. Hey, while, while we're on that, uh, the, the conference stuff, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Nathan and the lads, and I'm sure he has girls going there, from uh, Good Games Bella Vista. Nathan uh, streams this podcast in his store. And I said that awesome. we'd, we're, we'd be keen to get a, a bump of him and his uh, rowdy lot doing a bit of a maybe a, this is Good, Gan, Good Games Bella Vista and you're listening to Sevenland Hand, woo-hoo. Okay, so you got or, that. Or, what, or whatever, <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever script you like to do, get everyone yelling on it. That'd be cool. So, hey, anyway, guys, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for putting us on, and I hope you're enjoying it. And, yeah, the, the password terrific. for the game discount is, is coming up, we promise. Yeah. Did uh, anyone been to the movies recently? Uh, yeah. I saw Guardians. No. So, no? I was going to oh, say something else. Yeah, but, Guardians. You know what? I, I, went, I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Trailers on before. Yeah. Watched the whole movie. Note renowned, right, for its uh, soundtrack. Of course. Came out and... Um, oh, have I got the volume up? Whoa, bought this up iTunes. That's rocking stuff, man. Wow, I wonder what that is. She's coming. <laughs> this... They're showing way too much on the. They're showing way yeah. too much on the trailers, though, aren't they? Yeah, because you I already agree. know how the f- the whole movie's laid out. I it's agree. like you think so? I, I think it's it's okay. They've do you want me to tell you what, the plot? But you don't know. You still don't know who the big bad is, or you know what yeah. the third oh. act is like. But I think. Do you want me to tell you what the, how the movie goes, <laughs> <laughs> or am I going to wreck it for everyone? Give us your prediction. Go on. Okay, so you get the uh, origin story of her growing up with her mum, and uh, her mum is saying stuff like, uh, "Oh, this isn't for you. This isn't you know. This sword isn't for you. These powers. Yeah. It's not. It's only for the special ones." Blah blah. And she's going, yep. "Sod you, mum. It fucking is." <laughs> and she works her ass off, and she gets it. And then all of a sudden, she has a breakout moment while uh, practice fighting, 
and she kicks the ass of someone that you know is in the village and all that sort of stuff. Then there's um, at some stage there is a uh, I don't know how, I don't know this, the the comic hardcore will know this, but somehow a guy from uh, World War One yeah, era one London guy yeah pilot ends up crashing into the water just off the coast. She's just chilling, having a picnic. Drops of Mars <laughs> bars, dives off the cliff face like a thousand foot cliff. Boom, straight into the water. She doesn't give a shit. She's going to be Wonder Woman. Swims out, saves him. Where are you from? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'll help you get back, all this kind of stuff. But I can't just rock up looking like this because I'm fucking gorgeous. <laughs> and I'm like... I've got to put on something else. I'm totally ripped. And I'm going to, like, smack the crap out of everyone because I bring them kind of skills. And he goes, oh, thanks, mate. Come on, bring me back. And he goes all Aussie for a second. And then they go back to London. And after this opening sequence of beautiful, beautiful landscapes and everything, it's fucking it's dire war. it's just gray and everything's black and white and it's london well it's, it's industrial isn't it it's industrial revolution yeah. kind of vibe and um they get into a bit of a scrap uh and she shows off some of her skills and she's like uh hiding out as his secretary or his assistant assistant and then um she shows her worth and he's like oh you're pretty handy and then yeah somehow this guy then gets into world war 1 scenario and they and they have a bit of a scene on the battlefield that would be dramatic exciting and that sort of stuff and it's round about here that the huge arch enemy villain guy that we don't know about or woman will um will come up might be donald trump i think if, if we see if we see any sort of references to like piss flavored candy floss hair we'll know why god they've got trump in there so he'll be there and um it'll go to and fro and there'll be a general kind of uh underlying romance vibe uh between them that doesn't pay off ever um but it'll get you a bit that'll be backwards and forward there'll be a bit of tension and then just when you think uh, the usual sort of shit in all of that World War One thing, there'll be it'll get to a stage where you think all is lost, but then they'll come back and maybe he'll assist Wonder Woman in a slight different way. Just when you think she's gonna fall down flat, and they'll win the day, everyone's happy, and then there'll be a whole bunch of um, uh, what do they call them? The the little bits at the end of the movie, the oh, spikers, stingers. stingers. There'll be a whole bunch of those that'll uh, infer that something uh, bigger, 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 and better is coming, and. Yeah, they might even do something of that in the body of the movie as well. And then the credits will roll. And they'll play that tune that totally rocks! And that? that was the movie. So nobody ever needs to go and see it now. So sorry if we've ruined all those box well, office Well, they didn't need uh, to play profits. the trailers, did they? I can't believe I just did that. That's exhausting. I've got nothing left for the pod. I'm going to go have a nap. <laughs> it, um, it sounds like a good movie, David. If it turns out that way, that's right. <laughs> the trailers, honestly, the trailers are getting bigger and bigger now. And they're giving away more and more stuff uh, these days. So, you know, okay, I guess they still manage to keep those secrets from you. It doesn't stop you from going and seeing it, I think, because you're not getting the full movie. But I, uh, I went and saw Alien Covenant. Woo! And, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. But it's... Did it... Did it sound, did it sound awesome? Did it, have a, did it have a... Did it sound like that? No. Alien Covenant. Well, it totally fits, doesn't it? Here we are. What's that? Oh, it's a leg on the floor. <laughs> oh, no, it's opening. I've never seen one of them before. And... It's, uh, that kind of thing? Uh, without going into too many spoilers. Yeah. None at all, in fact. Um, it ruined the mythos. Uh, more than Prometheus. Well, I, I can't figure out if it's Prometheus 2 or it's Alien, the prequel. I, I, I just... I can't figure out which they way don't, it's don't they give you an idea. Go. Oh, well, Ripley's obviously not referenced, is she? No. 
Okay, well, she's no, referenced pre, in everything else, so it's pre, yeah. Um, but, and it is definitely post-Prometheus. Are the characters stupid and don't develop, or do they have a bit of an arc and they behave in ways that you think, yeah, that seems reasonable? They are so stupid. Oh, man, that's what happened in Prometheus. They're, like, so unbelievable. Um, so what, you, 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 you're, pulling the, you're pulling the four out of ten face. Is that, is that uh, about right? No, 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 no. Better than that. Uh, five... Five and a half. Is yeah. it? Is it was it, better than. Look, it was okay. I haven't seen Prometheus yet. Okay, no need. So, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> now fun. I know how it ends up. I won't. Well, I don't want to go back and see it. But uh, I think they, I think they really spoilt themselves. And the alien creature, the xenomorph, is this, is this mysterious enigmatic force that I really don't think it needs to be explained. It, its origin is it. Did you say orangin? Is it, is it Donald orangin. Trump? Is it Donald Trump? It's got an orange and glow to it if you're in the right light. Guy's getting in all the movies these days. Yeah. Reality TV star, president and movie star. He's but doing it all. The, the alien xenomorph is one creature that I like to be mysterious. Uh, I don't really know, want to know yeah. where it came from. I Just that it's a really badass killing machine. It's something bitey and grabby that comes out of the shadows yeah. and gets back into them quick smart. Like in the so, first one where you didn't really see it. And I didn't, wasn't even aware that you saw the whole thing until right at the end, until I'd saw it about two or three times. I was like, oh, wow, you can see him floating around in space. Now it looks like a man in a suit. Yeah. But up until then, terrifying. Oh, it, it is. Totally. It was, it was the unseen, but though. It's unterrifying. Terrifying. Mm. Oh, God. It's uncreepifying. Oh, <laughs> While you get on? your words straight, I've got to say, there was one, there's one and only xenomorph ever, and that was the one that was in Red Dwarf under the episode Xenomorph. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Tools down. Xenomorphs have been done. <laughs> Back when Red Dwarf was fucking great. Yeah. But I'm, no, swear, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sweary a bit today. I, I think it's... um. Yeah, I, I really didn't need to see that, and and I think that's kind of you did or you didn't. No, I didn't need to oh, see the uh, the origin story of the Xenomorph. Oh, okay, right. yeah, I think I know how that story goes. Do you want me to tell? No, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, look, I kind of checked out of Alien two or three movies ago. Yeah, me too. I saw Prometheus, and I was a bit. Eh, eh, it was yeah, it was beautiful okay here, but. But it's, but it's not coherent. It was beautiful, but dumb. Anything Covenant feels like it's offering me a prequel to something that was already a complete story. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, you know, like, if I catch it somewhere down the line, maybe, but, eh. Sounds like you're writing a, like a song from the 70s, like by Foreigner, you know. If I catch you somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alien Covenant by Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah, I think that's about it. We got a game oh, to review. Yeah, we do. Oh, my, my quick one. Shout out to this is because I've just been to a conference and been wooed by everyone. But you know the wooers oh, need okay. mentioning. Uh, level up dice. They're fucking great. They're bonkers good dice. I was really happy with them. They were. I've looked. I had a play around with your dice when uh, just before oh, you we came down here. Oh, you have not seen anything. Oh no, these these are just the metal ones, and and yeah, they've got a nice heft to them. You can they really do. if you've got them at your local good games. Yeah, uh, go have a look at them, feel them, roll them. If you get your hands on a what is it, the titanium ones, bang, they're so heavy. Oh, they're so good, aren't they? Yeah. And if the zombie apocalypse ever does come around and you need you're you have looking a for weaponry, yeah, yeah throw away your uh, plastic Chessex dice, get your level up uh, titanium dice and use those in a ging, yeah. in a sling or a ging. Well, I think they're making an appearance at most good game stores now. It is now. really yeah. important. If you've, got a, if you've got a table flipper in your group, you know, a, <laughs> a, uh, a yeah. player who's a bit grumpy, 
don't give him one of the tungstens. No. <laughs> Uh, spoilers or yeah. sneak trailer here of my own um, is that uh, I think most good game stores have them and I believe Good Games Cannington are going to have a, a good display of them very, very no. soon. You've heard it here. Get excited, guys in Bella Vista. Good, good Games Cannington are going to stock them. <laughs> That's just going to hurt, isn't it? Yeah, well, only for a little while. Like well, a band guys in Bella Vista. <laughs> they don't give a shit about Cannington. All right, let's go to the real blobs. Wow, look at her run. This is great. This is like Baywatch 2017. Woohoo! That was Gal Gadot. Win! Boom. Oh, win! <laughs> Isle of Sky. Oh, I've written, Sky. It without, I've written it without the E. So it's just Isle of Sky. It's just regular Sky. Mm. What we're talking about today is Isle of Sky with an E. Uh, and you can win it for commenting on the Facebook page for this show. Oh, episode 94, arbitrary landmark, milestone, it's coming. Uh, And you can find us at facebook.com forward slash seven land hand. That's the number seven land hand. And that was Jamie saying comment. And that's all you got to do, comment and be witty and fun. You know, there's no point being part of a community and just going comment dot hello. (laughs) Because we just go, yep. And then we hand you over to Matt and he gets you to have a conversation with him. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, there hasn't been too many of those people. No, lately. they I haven't. Credit to you, everyone. Between you and me, listener, save yourselves. Yeah, because otherwise we'll set Matt on you and then you have to have a conversation. And we enjoy watching that happen, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll we'll tell announce... you I have the onion on my belt. The what? The onion on my belt. You've Style got... of the time. That was the fashion of the time, wasn't it? I don't know what, sure they, I don't know what they're talking about, everyone. Uh, we'll announce last month's winner of Unfair, Fairly, later in Neats and Twos. You know, initially this month, to draw uh, the winner of the game unfair, uh, Good Games HQ non- nominated themselves. Well, that's unfair. Yes, yeah, so unfair. In response, Matt randomly licked fairy floss into the shape of a human head. And this month's winner looks most like the twisted strands of sugary group goop that we had left. You're never going to believe who it looks oh, like. Oh, you're going to kick yourself. <laughs> when you see the, the goop and the head, you're going to go, wow. It's great. Uh, apologies to whoever wins. Uh, I don't know who it is yet, do we? I'm going to have to make a prop now, aren't I? Uh, no. Uh, just just lick candy floss. Fairy floss. Candy floss? Fairy floss. Oh, so glad to be off unfair. <laughs> and every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the game we review. This month, it will be the Kennespiel des Yars winner, Isle of Sky. While stocks last, Seven Land Hand listeners, you can get 10% off Isle of Sky at every Good Games store outside of Scotland. That's the caveat there. Soon And, and soon... You can't get you can't get discount at Good Games Edinburgh. Oh, no. it's, well, soon coming soon to Chicago. Chicago. Oh yeah, I didn't know if that was news that everyone knew. So I was. It's being... on. No, it's been put out there. Has it? Public yeah. Today. Woohoo! Yeah. Good Games Chicago. Yeah. Oh, that's good. We'll be singing um, uh, Chicago songs forever. Brush up on our tap dancing. Until they write us a letter to tell us stop it because it's condescending. (laughs) All you have to do is to get this discount, the 10% discount, is to wear your family's tartan, groom your Highland cattle, and tell your local Good Games store employee this month's password. This fell out of the sky. This fell out of the sky. Do you get? You see what we did there, listener? It's a bit of a nod and a wink, you know? Hey, <laughs> here it is in my hands. This fell out of the sky. Say no more. Fell out of the sky. <laughs> so for all of June, guys, this fell out of the fell sky. Fell out of the sky. That's while stocks last. Okay, on with the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Review. Hello. It's uh, Isle of Sky this week, month, guys. Yeah. 
Uh, and when we decided to review, uh, I was introduced to review this game, I was introduced to it as iOS, and I thought Apple were going to update my iPhone. And thankfully, Isle of Sky, see what I did there? Isle of Sky, iOS. iOS. Yeah, it's a competent release. And if uh, <laughs> they do bring out expansions, I don't expect the core set to be broken. Yeah, whereas I was very disappointed. <laughs> what with? Oh, that it wasn't an iOS release. You know, what, 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 me, what, and my, me and my iOS gaming uh fetish these days yeah but we we started this podcast about 15 minutes late because we turned our apple devices on and one of them had to update before and we're just sitting around anyway we're losing our way uh isle of sky (laughs) it's a game it's way more fun than having to deal with apple uh matt what is the uh, general narrative objective of this game well in isle of sky uh every player represents uh the chieftain yes of their own clan and all the clans are fighting together for, against each other for dominance over the Isle of Skye, which is actually... Fighting? Uh, well, fighting or economically... Well, Yeah, competing, you'd say. Yeah, they're vying for control of the Isle. Uh, and it's not necessarily one Isle. The Isle of Skye is actually broken up into a bunch of islands. It's more like a geographic area, isn't it? Something like that. I did not do my geography properly. Isle of I can't Sky. quantify I think it's that. Of... I didn't look. Someone oh, probably correct us. They've got things like, yeah, this is where we go completely wrong and off top and off and get it wrong. But I think it's something like, someone will fix there's something like there's, there's loads there's of different islands up there. It's like the Shetland. And the two are mixed together, and that's what we need to know. There you go. Okay. Well, <laughs> to make an isle. But uh, only the chieftain who uh, comes out on top of all this uh, vying for control and mm. conflict and uh, you know economic negotiation, if you could call it that back then. Uh, the person, that the, the chieftain who develops their clan the, the most uh, becomes king of the Isle of Skye. And uh, then everyone else has to uh, pay tithes and things back to them. All right, so we bust the box, as you saw in the video, and uh, we lay it all out in front of us, set up, and what are we looking at, Jamie? So, uh, well, let's start with what's in the middle of the the table, which is the board. It's a nice little view out of your castle. You've got a couple of windows into which you're going to put some tiles, and we'll see what they do later. And uh, there's a few, there's a table with a few plates set, and uh, those plates... Uh, indicate the number of rounds in the game. And uh, there's a few other bits and pieces, like some coins and uh, and a score tracker. And we'll explain what they do when we talk about how the game works. Mm. And, around, and around that board, that, you've got your typical uh, Eurogamer victory point score tracker. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, you've got a nice big bag of coins of different dom- denominations. Oh, yeah. hang on. Matt's going to demonstrate the sound of those in a Hessian bag. Hey. Well done. That's, that's actually the land bags. tiles. You've also got a big drawstream canvas bag filled oh. <laughs> with tiles. We've just oh. made that sound effect redundant. Oh, we just doubled up. <laughs> <laughs> filled with tiles, each tile depicting some combination of water, mountains, land, roads, whiskey barrels, farms, animals, forts. That's a, that sounds like a list, Jamie. Oh, come that on. That sounds like a list. No, no, no. That's not a list. That's just characteristic. <laughs> it was a succinct list. <laughs> Apart from that, uh, each, there, there are five different player colors, I think, is it? Yeah, because the, the black one's the uh, round marker. That's right. Five different player colors of token. Um, and each player also gets 
a little screen that they can assemble from uh, from three parts. Oh, these are lovely. It has their clan banner on it. I love this 3D sort of stuff that sort of sticks up and it acts mm. like you're, uh, you're, it looks like a player screen, a small player screen, but on the inside of it, um, it actually has what you can do each round. It's your reference card. It's your reference card. Which we love. Yeah, Genius. And, uh, and my favourite piece, my favourite piece in the game by far, is everybody gets an axe token. Right, yeah. It looks, seems so uh, out, of, out of place when you first open up, but it has its purpose. For axing, uh, well, well we'll get to that in the case, yeah. but yeah, getting rid of well, uh, tiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's do that. Let's do it. The uh, so every every player, every chieftain gets a once they've chosen their color, gets a castle tile, mm-hmm. and the castle tile sits out in front of them, big and proud, and it's got a picture of their castle and uh, five coins on there. It also has all of the territory, all the geographical types on there: water, mountains. Uh, Greenery. Greenery and mm. a road. So it's from, that's your, not necessarily a central tile, but that's your starting tile. Uh, and everybody gets one of those. And it was uh, 20 coins to start the game. No, you get your five coins, isn't oh, it? You, for the, you draw five, from yeah, the sorry, initial you castle coins. thing. Yeah. That's right, five coins to start the game. And then everybody takes turns drawing three, three. tiles out of the bag. And those are put in front of you. They're open for everyone to see because each of the players... in front of your screen. In front of your screen, that's right, so everyone can see it. And that way everyone can see what everyone else is possibly going to incorporate into their uh, Isle of Sky tableau. And uh, then a round of bidding starts, starting with the first player who went Well, hang on, what what you've got to do is, (coughs) in front of your player screen, you allocate uh, uh, different piles of money depending on how... Oh, and dropping out there, and uh, and you you put an, the axe that we mentioned earlier behind yeah. uh, one of them, and that's the one that you're going to get rid of completely. The other ones you put um, different piles of money. And so if you start with say five money, you might put three on one bit of uh, one tile and two on another. Now, when we the bidding starts, other players, if they want that one with the three on it, they have to give you three money. Uh, yep. You then keep that money that you had on it, take theirs, and they get that tile. Yep, uh, and you get they, to spend that money. Yeah, and if they can't afford it, and that's well, that's a pro tip. If they if they can't afford it, they're not getting it. And as um, the objectives, which um, maybe we'll uh, Jamie will talk us through, become apparent, um, then. The bidding for different different tiles is yeah. becomes important. Uh, Jamie, in the center of the board, you've got objective tiles, yeah. You have. So every game, you got you got four objective spaces. You're going to shuffle up all the objective tiles and lay a few out. They're um, the sixteen. They're a really interesting bunch them. of conditions, and and when you look at all four of them together, they mix mix really interestingly too. So I've got a couple of examples here. One of them says score five points. For every set of lighthouse, farm, and keep that you've got. Another one is the player with the most boats scores five points. The player with the second most boats scores two points. Yep. So you can uh, see one. you can see with that bidding thing that I was talking about earlier on, if you get a tile that has boats on it and the objective for this round, and you know it's going to come back later, has yeah. got a reward for having boats, you might put a lot more money on that to protect it or you might see someone else has got one. You might keep reserve some money because you're going, I want to get that tile off of that guy. Mm. That's it. There's another one that rewards you for having animals on roads connected to your, your starting tile. So you try and... 
position the roads uh, more expensively. Yeah. Each one is a little bit different. Uh, they all have their own effects. And whether they're affecting uh, its money or ships, lighthouses, animals, they've, they've all got their own little bit of flavour. And, and I think this goes in directly into one of my first pro tips is yeah. with those little windows, have them face down so the windows, so they're, they're closed, shutters closed. So that you don't know what they are to begin with. That was that's not so much as a pro tip as a don't be stupid like us tip. Where we had them all <laughs> face up until we realised why has it got a, a closed window on the back? And it, it's most, so much more elegant to have the rounds that aren't being used uh, closed. It looks nice. Yeah, but it wasn't in the rules, so it's actually you, you, you can. It's put because face it's up. because it's so base level stupidity not to do it <laughs> that it doesn't need to be in the rules, Matt. We I, just I, we just messed up. I think it created this little bit of. Um, you know, a little, added a little bit to the game where every time you didn't need that window, you turned it back over. So it became this little bit of a memory game as well. So you, know, you, you know what? Just, good. just as a as a break within the within the yeah. chat about the review, this is one of the first times I've had it at this stage of doing the show that I'm actually thinking I cannot wait to finish the podcast so we can have a game because yeah. I mean, just love playing this game. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, it's so. probably my favourite tileline game. It is just. It's so refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose comparisons when you see the the, the, the little tiles and the roads is going to be everyone's going to think it's uh, Carcassonne, and um, but it's but it's not, is it? It's it's got a whole bunch more to it. With um, is is, is it yeah. really the objectives that probably drag you away from that? Similar setup, but that's right. More depth and and the fact that every game is a little bit different as well. Yeah, I I, I probably talked over you a little bit uh, when you were talking about the objective uh, tiles, but there's 16 of them, and considering you're only drawing four, um, it really changes the game up. Matt and I played our first game, we had four there. We started playing our second game, and while one of those t- while those t- um, the tiles we weren't using in that round were hidden, mm. we were still getting ready for the tiles from the first game, which didn't show up. That's right, because yeah. the games changed so massively that you know yeah. those tiles would say like we talked about boats on them. Yeah. It was important in the first game. The second game did not matter, and yeah. uh, but we were collecting boats like crazy because we thought, oh, we're going to need these, and yeah. so that's the variance. You've really got to uh, set yourself up to be versatile. And uh, until you've seen them all, uh, fluctuate, uh, flexible with whatever's going to happen. The, a, a typical round looks like this. You get your money. You draw, draw your three tiles. You axe one of those tiles. You do your bidding round. You place your tiles. And then you score. And yeah. that's it. That's really all there is to it. And each of those steps is, is uh, you know, uh, pictorially explained on the back of your player board, mm. which... Uh, once you get familiar with those, with those, you don't need to reference the back to the rules anymore. Except, you know, if you've got a a scoring tile which needs well, we a little bit of elaboration. And we but, didn't touch on the instruction booklet. It's no, uh, like a it's it's a single sheet of paper, six A four sized. Yeah, yeah, and it's so easy to read. You're you're into this game in no time. Yeah. Uh, the only thing you'll screw up is uh, putting the windows on wrong, like me and Matt did. But now you know, <laughs> don't do it. Um, it, it's very simple. We we got into it, like you said, we got into it really easy. It, now the Euro element is, of course, that after game end of game scoring, yeah, which uh, changes the player positions around the scoring track. So, uh, which is something that maybe Jamie could was very easy. Through. Yeah, yeah, I think it was very intuitive. But yeah, how do we go about the end of game scoring, Jamie? So um, 
most of your scoring happens during the game, which is quite nice. You know, every round you're going to score conditions. Yeah. So at the end of the game, you're going to score the, the final round of the victory conditions. Then uh, for every five coins you've got left, you score a bonus point. And some of the tiles have a banner on them, uh, on one of their terrain types. So there might be a banner sitting on the mountain that says, for every boat, you get a point. Yeah. So you score those points at the end of the game. And if you've managed to complete the terrain that the banner is sitting on, you double those points at the end of the game. So if I've got a banner sitting on a mountain, like I said, and I manage to complete that mountain by attaching tiles so that the entire mountain is surrounded by other terrains, then I'll score uh, double points. Two points for every boat, effectively. Yeah. Hmm. So One of the other things that I really I think is really good about this. Lots of games are very they're very clunky in their catch up mechanics. Um, and this one being a Euro, <laughs> like you all over you there. <laughs> <laughs> this one being a Euro, um, it doesn't pull any punches. It really just sort of says if they're falling behind, we're giving them we're giving you a bit of help. So every round after the first two. Uh, for every player who's ahead of you on the score track, you get an extra coin. So you got a bit more money to play with. Oh, I did. Which Whoa. one was that one for? Is that something we missed? No, we were giving everyone that money. <laughs> You're talking about the, the coins that are sitting above the little bowls on the table. Uh, I am talking about the coins sitting above the bowls on the little table. So that's not for everybody. Oh, we we if we no, were set up, we cheated. But anyway, that wouldn't oh. we wouldn't be us if we didn't. Well, there you go. Well, um, lead us. What what happens then? So you're saying yeah. those those coins are just for who? The pe- so for every player who's ahead of you, yeah, you get one point in the one coin in the third round, two coins in the fourth round, and three coins in the fifth round. Yeah. Depending on uh, depending on how many players you've got. Oh, there we go. So that's something that I guess is good. That's, that's the, the catch up thing. That's really clever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's because that's the that's the usually the thing that falls down in Eurogame is if you um, if someone gets starts to get a lead and they're drawing in more um, money, say, to, and that generates more victory points, then they just tear away from you, and that's the end of it. And the poor Eurogamer, you get the lead, you never lose it. But um, in the better ones, they have a mechanism to keep you in it. And uh, even, we didn't even play it the way it was supposed to be played, no. obviously. Um, no, but it, still, it, did, you know, it didn't take anything away. We played a, a, a game. It just meant that there was a little bit more money in everybody's pocket. That's all, which I mm. guess... No, I but, but, yeah, it was wrong. It was wrong. <laughs> it was wrong, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, How do we miss look, that? Um, just uh, in a, in a okay. you had fun playing, right? Yeah. We did, and, and that's the thing. It didn't detract anything from away from the game. Uh, the game still worked. It didn't functionally stop. We didn't run into any problem. Uh, and, and I guess when you're playing in a two-player game, it didn't actually affect the outcome because one of us was going to win, the other one wasn't. As it was going to lose, uh, obviously. And so it didn't have. Uh, uh, I don't believe it had an impact on the final result. So um, I think, you know, it's one of those things where if uh, you could just leave it. I mean, there's probably a lot of rules where you could just no, no. Play, play the game just as it's supposed make to be Make up your own Matt. game. No, uh, don't, you know. don't. Shut up. <laughs> don't, don't listen to Matt. Don't listen to Matt. Play the game as it's written because it's very good. Yeah, it is, it is very good. Not to be messed with. And this is obviously geared up so that you're actually going to get um, a chance to get back into the game. Look, I, in playing this, I felt really relaxed. Play. I didn't win a single game. 
But I felt really relaxed playing it. I really yeah. got into the groove of it, yeah. and I was enjoying it. And I was having fun. The bidding thing's fun. It's like, oh, you know, you know, there's, we've played games before where there's like little mini games within. Oh, you know, like, um, uh, ooh, what they call it? Blood Bowl Team Manager. Yes. You know how when we did that, it's like, oh, I love just the little games within the game. And it was great fun. And at the end, there was a winner, but I didn't really register who won. Yeah, that's right. There's an yeah. element of that to this game where you, you bid for little tiles and you get a sweet little uh, combo go and you're just like, wow, that was fun. And if you're not super hardcore, I've got to win everything kind of mm. guy, that, you know, I wasn't. I, I just relaxed right into this game and loved it for what it was. Yeah, I, I think we both were on the same page there. We found it no effort to play the game. We're ready to play another, another round afterwards. And so... And, I have and you no can. trouble bringing this out to the table. I think this is one but, of those games that just, it doesn't take up a long period of time. 60 minutes, it reckons, yeah. but you can bang through it a lot quicker yeah, than that. Easy. Uh, it, it's, I like Carcassonne, uh, but this actually took Carcassonne that little bit further for me um, with the bidding. And, and mm. uh, so I was quite happy with it in that respect. If you, know, if, if you don't want to play the bl- with the blandness of Carcassonne, then... Throw in the uh, extra intrigue of of uh, outbidding your opponents to, mm. you know, as as a flavour additive. Have you have you got any thoughts or pro tips there, Jamie? Uh, look, if I was going to go pro tips, uh, those banners can score you a fair few points at the end if you pick them up right. Yeah, uh, I'd keep an eye out for them and uh, and try and score them. Yep. And the other thing is, it's always nice to slip into second by just a little bit. In this game, because you pick up a few bonus coins, and they'll let you in that last round pull ahead okay. uh, and pull out the win. Yeah, so you so you can sort of um, great gauge yourself and pre- and prepare yourself for that horse that's going to put in that extra bit of effort on the last round. You can place yourself well, mm. prepare yourself well, maybe. One thing I think you were quite disappointed with, David, was that uh, with the placement of the tiles, you you were quite upset that you couldn't. That, that it wasn't a good idea to place them all facing the the same way, you know, so all neat and tidy, everything. <laughs> no, that was just you know, me. You yeah, know. you can. That's something interesting. The, the, the tiles definitely have an orientation one way. Um, you know, there's an up and a down. Yeah. But you don't have to do it that way. You can spin them through 360 degrees to place them. And, 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 and oh, it'd be, it'd in be, fact, you're a fool if you don't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'd make it <laughs> ten times harder for yourself. But uh, yeah, that's just me being a bit anally retentive there. I think uh, I just I just want to have a nice, pretty picture with everything sitting up the same way. No, that was good. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, we now, haven't we haven't touched on the components. Components are no. all like 100 percent solid. Yeah, uh, it's not my kind of art. Didn't bother me in the end. It's uh, kind of like what is it like that caverna kind of art? The um, uh, maybe like the what is it? Uh, not Ice oh. Age, um, Stone Age kind of. That kind of vibe of art. You, what you see is what you get when you see the box, anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it, think think Carcassonne. It, it's, it's exactly, pretty much looks exactly the same as that. Really. Mm. To uh, me, to me, every game should be Magic Magic the Gathering quality art. <laughs> but it doesn't. It's, it's sadly very char- disappointed there. No, no. This is this is perfectly charming and it's beautifully put together. And I love the three D mini player screens. They're fantastic. Mm. Should we talk about expansions? Oh yeah, there are there some. There are no real expansions. There are a few extra tile promo expansions, things like that, that uh, came out. Um, so nothing we can get now. Nothing. Can nothing you download PDFs yet. or anything like that of them? Or make them the, stick them uh, on a bit of. I don't know. Something. No, anyway. I wonder. 
No, there's nothing at nothing at this stage. I think there was uh, something. No, there was in, something in the goodies goodies box. There was a Kennespiel uh, promo tile. Uh, there were a few others, so but but they were just promo tiles. So uh, nothing. At what would stage. you add? Well, what would you add as an expansion? I'd start th- with I'd start with just more variation. I think um, it's not like I ever felt that I was running out of newness. No, but uh, you know you could do some interesting some interesting things. I guess you could also add more content on the tiles, and then some more conditions around that. So I don't know, put farmers or soldiers or something on them, and uh, and build other stuff up. Yeah, it's it's you could always add more different a variety of object different objective tiles. The other thing as well, you know, where it's like the. Um, you know, like with unfair, how there's a mix of just doing your own thing and take that. This is much a very much a just doing your own thing. If they were bold and they could get it in there, maybe there's yeah. an opportunity to put a take that element in there. You know, where you can uh, start disrupting what the other person's built if they get in their head. Yep. Um, but you know, that's just completely dreaming out there. I don't know. I'd probably add a uh, Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery. Uh, adaptation there where you can uh, maybe put a little meeple out there when they're chasing each other around the aisle. A David, yeah, David Tennant can be expansion. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who TARDIS box. That's it. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's a it's a great game. I, I really enjoyed it and I look forward to when my kids are just a little bit older. Uh, definitely, I would put this on my uh, bring it out for the kids list. Did we? We didn't get a game of this with Travis, did we? No, unfortunately. No. But well, there's no take that, so we're not. We're, we don't feel hurt <laughs> like we did after playing unfair. <laughs> the um, there was an interesting thing though when you because it's compulsory that you color tile from your three, yeah. Uh, but then when you bid against others, so you could potentially take one of their tiles away. So think about if they've already culled one, they you then bid and take away another one of their tiles, they're left with only one tile to place unless they mm. bought one from another place. So, But the could... balance is there because then, yeah, they only have one tile to place, yeah. but then they have a truckload of cash. The person who's got that extra tile has the extra tile to place that round, but then next round they won't have as much money as the other guy. So the other yeah. guy then has more buying power. So mm. the balance is there inherently in, in a really sort of, in a microcosm. Yeah. Yeah. Well... What else is there to say? I mean, I think we all enjoyed this game, uh, and I definitely want to play it again. I suppose uh, the, the usual questions, like uh, who would you play it with? You know, yeah. is it like a is it's is a it very approachable game? Yeah, it, it um, is very accessible. And that's you probably the, you probably wouldn't use it as a gateway. It's got a little bit too much in it. But honestly, anyone who's who's played Carcassonne before can play this. I always forget how they uh, categorize them, but the Spiel des Jahres is, is very much gateway game kind of fodder. Yeah. Uh, Ken, this has got Kennerspiel, isn't yeah, that for which, younger yep. younger players? Yep. So, uh, yeah, no, no, the Kennerspiel is the um, family, family, family yeah, game. It's family game. Yeah, it's and, the Kinderspiel, which is the kids' one. Right. Uh, yeah, and it says eight plus on the box, you know, and, yep. and they're usually overrated. You know, you can get people into it. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, you, look, it's it's something I could probably play with my six-year-old daughter, but she's not going to get you know as conniving and, and strategic <laughs> as as the best players of this game are. No, uh, yeah, but we're trying to put it off. Uh, are we going to are we are we are we going to wrap on Isle of Sky and do a match quiz? Is that what's going to happen? Well, I've, I've been you know if you hadn't noticed, I've been I'm trying to 
like speed things up a little bit so we can get through to it because oh. uh, you know I'm super excited by this one. <laughs> okay, uh, have you got anything anything in closing, Jamie? Just this is a great game and everyone should go get it. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up, I think. Everyone should have this. Uh, Matt's got a copy. I'm going to get my own copy because, yeah, loving it. And if um, you're really lucky, this might uh, fall out of the sky for you. Oh, yeah, get 10% off. Or even better, win a copy. Oh, yeah, do that as well. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, oh, Matt's Quiz theme tune. Hooray! It's time for Matt's Quiz. Thanks, Daniel. Woohoo! I love that thing, Jim. Incidentally, uh, that is my phone ringtone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you want any royalties, uh, Daniel, I'll uh, I'll throw them your way. Yeah. I was ringing him all night, but he's uh, turned his phone off, so it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys ready? Oh, do you want to hear Wonder Woman theme tune again? Uh, no, 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 no. I okay. think we're okay. Maybe later. It, it would spoil the uh, integrity of the quiz. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's really awesome. And the quiz is really shit. So, well, you know, and we've also already heard uh, Daniel's theme tune. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, you got yourself a scribbler? Oh, uh, yeah, I should be able to manage. Excellent. Well, let's do Matt's Take a Wee Walk Around Loch Ness quiz. Oh, he's supposed to cheer there or something? Is uh, that what the pause you was? You don't know how hard it was for me to not <laughs> say it in a way. Then. Oh, okay. Question one. Name the TV series starring Robert Carlyle in which the name of his character was also the title of the series. Oh, no. Uh, I should preface this with, this is quite a general knowledge quiz, actually, so <clears throat> there's no advantage to anyone at all. Yeah, there is. There's people with general knowledge. Well, uh, now, okay. hang on, can That's I ask? That's true. Is Robert Carlyle the angry one in Train Spotting? Yes, maybe. And he did a train, and he did a TV series. This was actually his uh, break into the show. Into oh, is it? Is his, it was pretty much his break, not his breakthrough, but it was what he was doing before Train Spotting hit. Oh, okay, yeah. So, what, name the TV series starring Robert Carlyle, in which the name of his character was also the title of the series. All right, all right. Question two: In what year? Was Robert the Bruce crowned King of Scotland? <laughs> oh, man. And I've got three choices. Oh, good. Good, All right. good. You're learning, man. Was it? <laughs> this is the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Was it yeah. 1304, uh-huh. 1306, oh, shit, or 1308? Oh, you see, I congratulated you too early, didn't I? Well, there's only three to choose from. I know, but you could have gone like 1304, 1567, or 1732. And then when we guessed 1732... It's like, no, it's 400 years before. You were 400 years wrong. Well, David, have you just confused yourself by uh, adding in extra numbers? No, I wrote them all down, so I'm just <laughs> blindly going to choose one. What year was Robert the Bruce crowned King of Scotland? Was it 1304, 1306, or 1308? Well, I know what month it was in. No, oh, excellent. <laughs> that will not help you. Mm. Question three. Yeah. It's a long-held and popular belief that the Loch Ness Monster is possibly which aquatic dinosaur? Oh, yeah. So, the Loch Ness Monster is which, possibly, which aquatic dinosaur? Jamie, you're right over there. 
I was born for this quiz. Excellent. <laughs> he seems to always be. Isn't that strange? Mm. It's not like I mail him the answers or anything. Ah. Question four. True or false? There are four parts to this question. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. So A, 4A. I'm still trying to spell f- number three, right? <laughs> See how I can bang it out. Can you say it? That's um, the thing. The six-year-old me would be very unhappy with me right now. <laughs> 4A. Yes. Scotland's national animal is the unicorn. True or false? Okay. 4B. 10% of Scotland's population has red hair. True or false? Okay. <laughs> That's just going to, every single response from here is going, okay. 4C, import bans on haggis into the US have existed since the 70s. <laughs> True or false? I and, don't know the answer, but I love the question. Yeah, it's good. I hope you've made all and that up. 4D, football was banned in Scotland by King James I. True or false? All right. Do you need any of those again, Jamie? No, I got those. Cool. They should ban it now. Scottish football dire. Are you right? <laughs> I'm just going to lash out and say that. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I can't say much. I don't know anything and, and about Scottish And it's also in Scotland. It's referred to as, uh, it's uh, fit, fit Bar, I think. Oh, uh, not fit, football? Fit, not football, Fit Bar. Okay, uh, I always bar. I keep saying it wrong. I get Isn't that like off. a gym or something, a Fit Bar? Yeah, but I'm saying it wrong. Gymnasium. Fit, fit Fit, I, I think it's Fitba. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Question five. Tangents. Which of the following is not a Highland game? Ooh. Okay, so here's your choices. I'm feeling comfortable now. Yeah. One of the five following games are not a Highland game. Yeah. Is uh, Let me say that again. Which of the following is not a Highland game? Scottish hammer throw. Stone put. Weight throw. Hurling. Sheaf toss. Sheaf or sheep? Sheaf. Sheaf. Sheaf toss. Like is in your knife, sheath. Is, uh, that, spe- is that a spelling sheath? Sheaf. Sheaf. Say them again. Okay. Which of the following is not a Highland game? Scottish hammer throw, stone put, weight throw, hurling, sheaf toss. All right. Gotcha. So one of those is not a Highland game. Now, I'm sure I'm sure I've watched a, a Scottish Highland games on telly back yeah. when I was six and could spell the answer to number Very two. Very popular in the US, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, question six. Yeah. Karen Gillan is one of those redhead Scottish actresses who burst onto our screens in the role of P- Amelia Pond. Companion to the 11th Doctor. Oh, yeah. Which Whovian villain was responsible for sending Amelia back in time to be with her husband, Rory? David's put his pen down. He's out. I've never seen... I haven't seen (laughs) Doctor Who since Tom Baker. You know what's great? Is that I knew the answer before you'd finished the question. (laughs) Is is Hoovian a race and, and they've got hooves like they're goat know. people? Is that is that a thing? I, don't know, I think it's Hoovians are just people who enjoy Doctor Who. In, oh, Hoovian like Whovians, that. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Hoovian villain? They enjoy vacking up with the Hoovers. <laughs> <laughs> Which Hoovian villain was responsible for sending Amelia back in time to be with her husband Rory? Name Question any seven. Doctor Who villain, I think, is what you're saying there, right? 
Yeah, okay. correct. As long as they were... Well, I don't know. Jamie, you're the aficionado on Doctor Who. We'll get into that in the answers. Yeah. Question sure. seven. I've got my one possible answer. <laughs> the following is a list of Scottish authors. One of them is an imposter. Ooh. Name the imposter. So they're actually listed as Scottish authors, but they've been found out, or one of them you've just put there because, and they're totally not. Exactly right. The last one. I gave you a choice, and you said exactly right. <laughs> it's one of them. It's a this, list. Of- this is why we love Match Quiz. Okay. I've got a list of Scottish authors here, but yeah. one of them is not actually a Scottish author. Okay, the wording. This is the wording, isn't it? It's like I have I have three oh horses here. One of them is not a horse. One day I'm going to have my own game show on television. Probably no. be like a, no. what is it? Channel Thirty One or something like no. that. No. I'll, I'll see to it that the villain in question six puts an end to that and exiles you to wherever, wherever that other woman is. All right. Spot the non-Scottish author. Yes. All right. All right. Ian Banks. Oh, yeah. William Old. Yeah. Debbie Gliori. Mm-hmm. Harlan Guthrie. Robin Jenkins. Alastair Alpin McGregor. On that list again? No. Jamie? Yes, please. Ian Banks, William Old, Debbie Gliori, <laughs> Harlan Guthrie, Robin Jenkins, Alastair Alpin McGregor. How do you spell Debbie's last name? G L I O R I. G L I O. Okay, is that why you said it all funny? You, well, I don't know any saying, other way to say it. No, well, I know. But you were like, I thought I was hoping it was just going to be glory because you were butchering Gliori. it every time. No, no, glory, glory. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see you cheer on Perth glory with that. Go Perth, Go Perth glory. glory. Oh, damn it! All right, <laughs> ready for some answers? I think you are. Oh, I missed. I put the first name of somebody and the last name of someone else in my answer for seven. <laughs> oh. That's going to get you wrong. About the nil point. Come okay. On. That's pretty obvious. All right, question one. Yeah. Name the TV series starring Robert Carlyle in which the name of his character was also the title of the series, David. Uh, I put Taggart because it's the only one I can think of. Uh, Jamie. It's Hamish Macbeth. It is Hamish Macbeth. Uh, airing you between... You should play that. Bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> airing between 1995 and 97 and was the star... No. The story of a small village, for small village policeman... Not interested in keep, uh, more interested in keeping the peace than enforcing the law. Oh yeah, it's like quite judge, a nice series. The I judge dread it. of Scottish villagers. There you go. Uh, question two: In what year was Robert the Bruce crowned King of Scotland? Was it thirteen oh four, thirteen oh six, or thirteen oh eight, Jamie? Uh, I chose thirteen oh six because it was in the middle. What did you choose, David? I chose thirteen oh four because it was before the middle. The answer was thirteen oh six because it's in the middle. Yeah, bollocks. Hey. <laughs> Question three. Long-held popular belief that Loch Ness Monster is possibly which aquatic dinosaur, uh, David? Uh, the plesiosaur. Jamie? It's a plesiosaur. It is a plesiosaur. How do you spell it? P-L-E-S-I-O-S-A-U-R. No, oh, I got an I between the E and the S and stuff. I had that I as well, David. Yeah. Well, there you go. So no. you both get no points. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm putting a cross down because <laughs> I, like I like the two crosses that I put first. <laughs> Question four. Four A. Scotland's national animal is the unicorn. True or false, Jamie? Uh, I said true. 
David? I said false. It's true. Stupid, stupid choosers. <laughs> B, 10% of Scotland's population has red hair. True or false, David? Uh, true. Jamie? I said false. The answer is false. <laughs> 13% of Scotland's population has red hair. Well, that means it's true. I knew that that would be the kind of dumb Matt question that Matt <laughs> used yeah. a dumb Matt answer for. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But if someone was going to say, is our 10% of this uh, Scottish public red-headed, you would say, yes, they are. And then there's another three still to come. That's it. So I'm correct. <laughs> no. 10% of them are. Yeah, but I had an exact figure. Shooting holes That's in my the quiz. quiz again. C, import bans yeah. on haggis into the US have existed since the 70s. David, true well, or false? I wrote false, so let's put true instead. <laughs> I say true. Can he do that? Yeah, well, I'm go- I've got them all wrong so far. So <laughs> what, have, what have you got there, Jamie? Um, I had true. The answer is true. Yeah, I got it right. It by is changing true. my mind at the last minute. So uh, <laughs> it seems that somebody in the US had... Uh, Took issue with haggis, and they. Uh, I think it's to do with that whole mad cow stuff. I think something importing meat from. Oh, uh, when was the band started? The, uh, the late seventies. Oh, okay. Oh, that sounds a bit early, but maybe. Uh, and D, yes. football was banned in Scotland by Fitna. King James the First. True or false, Jamie? True. What do you think, there, David? Well, I had true, so I'm changing that to false. My answer now is false. The answer is true. Oh, this is Should really... have stuck to your guns. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, King James uh, evidently thought, "Oh, that's uh, way too English. Let's uh, ban the, that." The game of the common man. Question five. While he was rewriting the Bible, is there you that, go. That too busy doing, that. doing. Hmm. Question five. Which of the following is not a Highland game? Scottish hammer throw, stone put, weight throw, hurling, or sheaf toss? What do you think, there, David? I've gone for hurling. I think it's Gaelic and Irish, and I don't know if Gaelic people are inclusive of Irish because it's a whole Celt thing. So I'm confused. But I'm going for hurling. What do you the think, sh- there, short. Jamie? I also went hurling. The answer is hurling because it is indeed a Gaelic Irish ball and stick game. There you go. There you go. Question six. Which Hoovian villain was responsible for sending Amelia Pond back in time? I'm going to throw it to David first. Let's hear um, his ridiculous answer. I put Davros. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong. Because of Ricky Gervais. Does anyone know because of Ricky Gervais? I only know him as fucking Davros. Because <laughs> if someone looks like that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what have you got there, Jamie? Weeping Angel. It was the Weeping Angel. Oh, I've seen a pop of that, and I've got no idea that it was from Doctor Who even, even though now when go. I think about it, it's in a pop Doctor Who box. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> the connections are being drawn. Question seven. Oh, forget that by the time we, we press stop on this show. <laughs> the following is a list of Scottish authors. One of them is not a Scottish author. Can I, before we go any further, yeah. is, is Davros that guy, like the half... Um, uh, Dalek guy You've got it right, yep. right. Okay. You're a Hoovian after all There you go Catching up Okay You've a point There you go Yeah have a point no, Jamie gave you one of his It's not worth it I've got one <laughs> right For an answer that I changed In question four that, Yeah <laughs> Well let's see if you spotted The non-Scottish author hmm. Ian Banks William Old Debbie Gliori Harlan Guthrie Robin Jenkins Or Alastair Alpin McGregor Jamie Honestly, had no idea. I'm going to go with uh, Harlan Guthrie. What do you think, there, David? <sighs> he fucking jacked he it. He did. <laughs> Matt, just, it's, it's Matt's man crush <laughs> from his RPG on the internet, man. Uh, Ian Banks is a sci-fi author uh, who writes under the name of Ian M. Banks. Yep. 
William, William Old is a poet and author. Debbie Glory is so, so old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these are all modern, really. No, he's uh, old. Devin Gliori is a children's author and illustrator. Uh, Robin Jenkins is a novelist and short story writer. And Alastair Alpin McGregor, which is the one I was hoping you might pick because it's such a longish, ridiculous name-ish thing. Mm-hmm. It's the most Scottish out of them all. Photographer, writer, and poet. Or you might have thought we would hear Harlan Guthrie's name, who intros a show on Time I know, for Time. I know. Thought, oh, okay. Trying to trick you. Mm. All right. Who's actually an RPG YouTube channel host? For? The Invictus Stream. There you go. All right. <laughs> Hi, Invictus that Stream. was Matt's quiz. Grumble, grumble. Needs and twos. Needs and twos. I had to wait for you there, Jamie. We've got a bit of a lag tonight, people at home. Just trying to get Jamie in on the needs and twos instead of coming in halfway. Yeah, he right? he needed and twos. Needs and twos. Yeah, kind of. Uh, what, what's happening in the world of needs and twos, Matt? Well... Hand of Fate Ordeals has just uh, opened up on Kickstarter. Oh, it's been up for a couple of days. Barantas, yes. And we've got a, an interview coming up with him. Exclusive. In the future. Yeah. yeah. So this is before. And on uh, Kickstarter at the moment, it has it has reached its pledge goal. Yeah, it's great guy, goal. actually, Barantas. Yeah. He came in here uh, and we saw some of the bits yes. and pieces that we might or might not be able to talk about right now. No, but we're going to get a look at the game itself uh, yeah. uh, before it actually gets, before the, uh, the Kickstarter release. is completed. Yeah. yeah. So, Look forward to that, and um, yeah. So we're going to get a copy soon. We're going to bang out a few games, and then yep. we'll throw a show together, tell you guys about it, uh, and play the Barantas uh, interview. Wow! Yeah. So that's exciting. And it's, it's a good chat. Good chat with him, uh, Jamie. Um, have you got anything uh, you want to talk about, or are you going to go straight into a uh, listener comment? I believe. I am going to go straight into a listener comment. Yeah. I had a good old chuckle at Troy Cleary this month. He said. <laughs> I hear this game has plenty of ups and downs. And then he offered to see himself out. Ah, <laughs> oh, quality stuff. You'll get a guess, but uh, Matt, have you got anyone? I have. Um... I've got a comment from Lily Hugh. Yes. Who uh, said that she went and bought Stone Age and got told that she could win more games from here, which she can. And if she didn't win, it would be unfair. Wait a minute. That's, I'm just flicking through uh, the comments for the post. That's exactly the same story as... Uh, I wasn't planning on doing this. Same, that's the same story as Ashley Shelley, who said, saw unfair at Good Games Rocking tonight when picking up Arkham Horror. That, hey, good, yeah. good pick. High five, Ashley. <laughs> um, could only pick one, so the lovely guys told me about your podcast. Okay, two things. Great work. People at Rockingham. Yes, yeah, well get into that. But uh, Ashley, you said lovely guys here, so I don't know who was on staff that <laughs> night. They must have had people in. <laughs> Take that, Rockingham staff. No one lovely down there. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Rivalry. No. Hashtag Cannington versus Rockingham. Hey, um, also, have I, got, have I got time? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, You're not going to play the Wonder Woman theme again, are you? No, oh, we can. I can. <laughs> in that case, we haven't got time. Oh, and that, oh that's a shame because I was going to read Simon Walters' uh, comment. He was saying something about someone else, but um, oh, just shut up, Simon. God. I didn't know. Simon, I, I, had to, I had to say shut up, didn't I? Just write to us. Write to us. And if you did want to write to us, podcast at sevenlandhand.com and uh, if you're one of the people we read out tonight or, yeah. a, or a winner of anything, you're going to get yourself one of our Seven Land Hand badges. Yes. Uh, you know the routine. Advertising tool, charging badges podcast or hot garbage. 
Hot Gar Badge. Hot Gar Badge. Yeah, the Hyper Magic Nerd Badges now, they're a, a, a done deal. They're <laughs> collector's items. That's it. Save, saved for uh, what special promo gives out, give our no. giveaways at uh, maybe our first convention appearance. No, if you've got one, no. There's no there's none, none more getting No more? Out. There's That's none? It. Oh, no, well. there's none to go. Um, Ship has sailed on that one then. So if you found yourself at the end of the show and you missed the bit at the beginning, uh, the Game of the Month special is going to be Isle of Sky. And Good Games are giving 10% off Isle of Sky with the password, fellas. This fell out of the sky. This fell out of the sky. That's at any Good Games store. Not Good ga- Games Edinburgh, though. There's <laughs> nothing in Scotland. Uh, oh, it's any good game store I've got written here. Connected by road to a whiskey barrel and save money. You save money that by. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's in, the in theme uh, line. And this is only for the month of June. Uh, so if you're that person that asked Rachel that time, I don't think you are. Uh, Ra- <laughs> Rachel over in, what's that top ride, Jamie? Yep. Yeah. She got asked by a listener, do, do these passwords last forever? And, and and they wrote to me, and I said, well, no, it's obviously not, because every single podcast we go and say, just for the for month the, for of... The month, yeah. Yeah. They are finite, so yes. get in there. So get in there, be quick, because <laughs> this one's a goodie, and you're going to own it at some stage, so you might as well have 10% off. Um, but you can also get another copy by winning it, by uh, leaving a comment on the Facebook post for episode 94. That's this one. Uh, and that'll be on our Facebook page yeah. as you're listening to this. Um, Comments that are in theme are our partic- t- tickle our particular fancy. Yeah, not that it's you know not that we choose, but uh, it's completely random. But they do give us a chuckle and and uh, help us connect to the community when we reply. There's no there's no prerequisites, but yeah, no. something something that you could sink our teeth into, or someone else can enjoy. Chat. Like Peter West is bound to have a chat. Oh, I That's mentioned it. his name. He's probably getting another badge. Uh, or Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, he'll he'll Daniel. get on on board. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get, they'll get involved, and like, that's good. You can have a chat with those guys. The, you know, um, did Chris Jones leave a comment? Uh, if he didn't, then, well, I'm uh, mentioning him anyway. Uh, he's probably got a stack of badges. He's, he's the one that's got the hoard of badges. Has he? So if we run out, I think we should probably just ask for him for some back. No, no, it'd be interesting to see who gets the full set first, really. <laughs> um, all right, what have we got? Uh, yeah, getting in, we just talked about talking about it on the... Uh, oh, there's a winner to announce. Yes. Somebody's won unfair. Yep, I've been sent the uh, the name. I've got it right here. Uh, no, no, remember, Matt, uh, you lit candy floss until it looked like someone's head. And then we looked at, well, we, Good Games <laughs> HQ, looked at all the pictures of, uh, is this how the story went? Uh, yeah, well, that everyone, was one we were inventing. Yeah. But, uh, it's already, I think people are seeing through that already. Yeah, they actually did choose a name fair yes. and squarely, uh, even though it's for a game called Unfair. And uh, who's going to announce it? Is it- that is Mr... Carl Brightman. Carl Brightman. Carl, Carl Brightman. Woohoo! Who uh, wrote us a lovely comment, said, Love the look of this game, and great to see Good Games Publishing on the box. Nothing like a bit of take that and roller coasters. For someone that can't stand the things, seems like a winning combo. So, great comment. Uh, Well-deserving winner there, I guess. Oh, I remember that, because I, th- I think I talked to him about shit in my pants and not going on a roller exactly. pa- coaster ever. It says I'm that terrified. right there, you chicken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I just can't. You, can you do roller coasters? Not very well. Ah, quick with a chicken comment. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm starting to get a frog in my throat. So, yeah, write to us at podcast at sevenlandhand.com. Send any ideas or anything through. You've been getting a lot of heat about, you might have seen uh, Aaron and I wearing our Seven Land Hand uh, hockey jerseys, yeah. and we're getting so much interest, we might make some if we can get enough numbers to make it worth everyone's while, worthwhile. 
Yeah. Uh, but that's a headache. But if you're interested, let us know because that would grease the wheels on that thing happening. Could, could well be our first piece of uh, merch. <coughs> proper merch. What do you mean? The badges? Well, proper merch. All right. Next fortnight. Oh, well, we said about the Hand of Fate thing. That's going to yep. happen sometime in the... We, you, hopefully within the Kickstarter for yeah, it. Yeah, put it this way. It'll happen between now and our next uh, board game review. Yes, definitely. Because in uh, within the fortnight, fortnight after this... Uh, episode comes out you're going to get the uh, seven line hand magic team will be video streaming uh i've got <coughs> the end <laughs> he's of struggling off. here <laughs> the uh what yeah. i'm trying to say is seven line hand mtg team will be video streaming the live show as we record episode 95 uh so we'll be busting a booster for that so keep an eye on our facebook page and i'll put out a post uh if you've got any magic questions, then fire away. Put them on that post. Uh, we'll bust the booster, and whatever we get, invocation or mythic rare, whatever, billion-dollar card, uh, if you're the question that we like the best, very subjective, this one. Just read them, answer them, and we go, yeah, we like that one the best. Boom, you get the booster. We're starting to sound like the Prizes, Prizes, Prizes podcast. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good podcast to be, frankly. For sure. Yeah. And we'll mail those boosters anywhere in the world. So if you're in the uh, darkest reaches of Norway and you go, man, I'd love a free booster right now, ask a sick question. We answer it. Love it. Boosters coming your way. If you're in Diego Garcia where they don't allow mail, then... Uh... Just female. <laughs> All right. And we'll, uh, we're going to be full of Armand tips and tricks. And, oh, hey, hot off the press, the new segment... 40 seconds with 40K. 40 seconds with 40 Kai on 40K. But it's 40 seconds of 40 Kai. 40, yeah. 40K with 40 Kai for 40 seconds. That's it. And it's I'm red just going to talk, talk about wargaming from other areas. I hate 40K. Don't. Hey, hey guys, this is our red hot new segment. This month? <laughs> what was that, Jamie? What are we playing this month? Oh, this month coming up. I always confuse myself between what's coming out and what's, well, what's next up. Well. May I say, I've held back on the Scottish accent for this episode. I'm being sensitive. But next episode, there's no way that you're getting me not to speak in a Transylvanian accent. Oh, oh okay. Right. <laughs> David Let's was go. panicking here. I think he had a completely different idea in his head of what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go for no, it, Jamie. He's, Dracula's not from Scotland. He's not, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing Fury of Dracula. Yeah. Fury of Dracula. Now this game I've had for so long, and we'll probably cover this next month. I have it. I've had this for so long. I'm playing. We're playing an old, old, old. Yeah, edition. we're playing the first edition. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I think it's the second. Well, edition. we're playing the second first edition. Yeah, it's very, very old. <laughs> um, so hopefully we're talking about the same components that you can buy. Um, but yeah, that's what that's next month. I'm pumped yeah. about it because I loved playing that yeah. back in the '90s. Yeah, we had a go. We had a little bit of trial of it. Yeah, um, and yeah. We'll tell you all about it in a month. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we've got a lot of games of that ahead of us. Um, you know what? In the meantime, it might take you all month, but go to iTunes and give us a rating, especially oh, if it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. we've got to get into that. We, we discovered that that's a thing where you can actually, if you subscribe to it through through uh, iTunes and not just go through the Seven Land Hand website, you can actually leave a rating there. And uh, 
you know, five-star ratings help us because they put it in, to, in front of everybody's nose who's interested in this sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you've got anything less than five-star ratings, I say don't worry about it. But, <laughs> you know. Um, but you, yeah. if, if be self-centered about it. Uh, giving us a high rating and giving us those ratings uh, help us do this. Yeah. More prizes, free stuff, and hopefully you get a laugh out of it. Maybe you'll learn about a cool game that changes your life. and uh, Learn a- all about cycling. And what? that's not the wheel cycling, not the bike cycling. Ah, Matt's starting to talk about stuff on the top of his head now, and I think the music is playing, so we should probably <laughs> just rap. Yeah, rap, we should rap. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, uh, Jamie? I come from the Isle of Sky, and I don't eat like to eat pie. Oh my goodness, end the podcast. End yeah. it now, please. Right, that's it. Oh, man. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Jamie? He's ignoring, the, he's ignoring oh, everybody now. I'm not going to say goodnight. <laughs> You're going to say goodnight? Oh, come on. Give us a goodnight, Jamie. All right. Goodnight, Jamie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>